I am a little bit of a drama queen, but I definitely will be having a horrible day and then wash my hair, style it, and then think, okay, everything's actually all right. <laughs> and one of the best products I've tried recently is Waze New Hair Gloss. It takes five minutes. It's an easy addition to your routine. You do it in the shower. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water. Not only does the hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhance color vibrancy, so your hair is looking and feeling healthier. It also helps prevent heat damage up to 450 degrees, which is very important to me. And then it's honestly just a bonus that my hair looks shinier and healthier. The hair gloss is only one of the amazing products that Way makes. They have an amazing leave-in conditioner, a great detox shampoo, some lovely fragrances, and a hair oil. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use promo code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E, for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com with promo code Lexi. You ever want to tap into something a little fun? A fun pair of shoes that are also quite functional? That's a cowboy boot. And get a pair of Tacovas to help. Tacovas is the real deal. They're a really amazing brand. Their boots have this time-honored tradition and take over 200 steps to create. They're designed in Austin, tested in Texas, and made down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. They're also fun. They believe in Western for all. So when you go into a Tacova store, you're greeted like family, offered a boot shine, and a drink. Even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that makes your boots feel truly one of a kind. So look up your closest store on tacovas.com. As a special opportunity for my listeners, Tacova said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free in any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas. Just use code LEXI at checkout. That's L-E-X-I-E. At checkout and add free logo hat to your order. And that's only at tacovas.com. Point your toes west. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Lexi Lombard, and you're back listening to another episode. The last episode I posted was June 15th, so it's almost been a month. Why did I leave? What happened? Was I requiring a mental health break? Did something happen? Was it summer and I got lazy? No, there's this little thing that happens in the world of shows called joining a network. And I, as a podcast, had my show with the Podcast Network for the past year, and it was time to go somewhere else. So I've recently signed with a new podcast network, and the overlap took a little bit longer than anticipated. Therefore, there was a month break. But you know what? Distance makes the heart grow fonder. I hope you miss me. And in the realm of a lot of modern day creative endeavors such as posting on social media like TikTok stars, YouTube stars, Instagram personalities, whatever, they're constantly posting. They're like the news cycle. Every single day there's something new to share. Whereas in the world of online series and TV shows, there's seasons. So they create, 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 take a break, let the show exist, let the people watch, Give the writers some time to come up with new ideas. Give the actors a little time off from working so consistently. And I would love to see that shift um, happen in the world of social media. I have a little YouTube rant that I would love to have in this episode, actually, because it's been so consistently on my mind. Like, it's on the forefront of my brain. As someone who's created on YouTube for the past decade, 
obviously I have some thoughts when other social media networks come around. But back to my personal life and back to us and this little thing that we call the Lexi podcast. I didn't leave for any other reason than that. Okay, let me pull out my notebook. I just got back from Erewhon because I'm the most basic LA bitch to ever exist, apparently. Like, I moved here and said, you know what? Um, no originality. I'm going to take all of the stereotypes and I'm going to apply them to myself because I think I like them all. Went to Blue Bottle, got some coffee. That's not exclusive to Los Angeles, but went to Erewhon, had my breakfast, asked for you guys to leave me questions on my Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Lexi, just like the name of this podcast. And I went through my camera roll from the past month and came up with some topics that I wanted to share. The first one being, let the girlies frolic. Let the girlies frolic. I have been on hike after hike after hike. There's one in particular that I really enjoy and I go on two times a week. I love it. I get dressed up for them. I put on a little skirt or I put on a little sundress with some dirty sneakers and that's what I wear which I really enjoy and might I encourage that next time you go into the woods or on a hike or into the mountains or to the beach, whatever it is when you would typically put on your little workout set, no. Put on socks and sneakers, but then put on something flowy. Put on a linen set, put on a little sundress. Just feel like the little fairy that you are because it's summer and summer is absolutely here. I am running to it in full force and that means as much time outside as possible. It's interesting because this summer is now in California as opposed to New York, so maybe summer never ends. I'm very curious once we hit daylight savings if I'm going to hit even the mildest form of seasonal depression because it will be getting dark earlier, though the temperature will not be shifting too much the day will be getting shorter and I'm curious if that's gonna impact me. I should have the answer for that because technically I've done two winters here because I lived here when I was 18 and 19 and 20, I guess. It was, uh, whatever, I digress. I don't remember. I blocked those years out of my life so I don't have much to say about it. Uh, and the last five winters in New York have been what I thought weren't that bad until spring comes around. You're like, holy shit, I didn't know it was that bad. I didn't know that I was struggling. I thought I was fine until the days started getting longer and the sun started coming out and it was really warm. So let the girlies frolic because for those of you who are listening that come from seasons, it's summer, go out and enjoy it. Please incorporate it. Like, you do not need to watch as much TikTok or TV as maybe you have been. Get outside with your girlies or your lovers or your loved ones or your family, whatever. Find your friends. Go out and frolic in the woods. You're going to love it. And I try to do it multiple times a week. Next thing, weekday beach days. This is something that I kicked myself for the last five years about that I didn't go to the beach enough when I lived by it. I was 12 minutes away from the beach when I lived in LA last and I went three times maybe, maybe. Granted the beaches that I was closest to were Santa Monica and Venice which aren't really the beaches that you would go and put a towel out and go swimming in. 
one of my friends out here has shown me a beach that's a quick little drive away. It's like 45 minutes, which I'm used to. Like I'm from outside DC, so I'm used to if I ever wanted to go into the city, it would be like 45 minutes to an hour. I'm also from a town where there wasn't a movie theater or a mall, and I'm used to having to drive like 40, 45 minutes away to get somewhere. So for me to be 40, 45 minutes away from a beach, and it's actually a beach that I can swim in, and I have a flexible schedule, I'm trying to say this in a way that's not so exclusive to my life, but there are so many remote workers out here these days and so many of you that have creative jobs or run your own business. If you can swap one of your work days so that you have a Tuesday afternoon off or a Wednesday morning off and you can spend half the day at the beach, that's what I've been doing and it's the craziest thing. It's so effortless. Like, let me, let me lay it out for you. Let me paint the picture. I have a deck that I like to spend a lot of my days on. I will work out there, I will read out there, I will eat my meals out there, whatever it is. I'm out there at least like twice a day um, for a good portion. I was in a little robe with my bathing suit on because sometimes I'll tan out there and I realized that I'd finished my work and it wasn't even noon. So perks to getting up early and getting your to-do list done. And I thought, it's a weekday, why don't I have a beach day? I kept my robe on because I already had my bathing suit on underneath. I grabbed my towel from the shower, flip-flops, and then my purse. That was it. I got in my car and I drove out there. And none of my friends were available. That was fine. I didn't need anything. I was already ready to go. There was no cooler needed because I figured I'm not going to be there for too long. I'm going to be there like maybe three hours. Oh my god. Now I like to go once a week. It's hard on weekends, I understand, because that's when a lot of people have the free schedule. But if you have the privilege to make a weekday beach afternoon happen, a weekday beach morning, a weekday beach day, I don't know what your schedule looks like. Maybe you have summer Fridays. A lot of people in the corporate world have that. And you have access to the beach, get out there. I was on a meeting with someone that I'm working with and they're based in San Diego. And her morning routine is going out to surf. So she wakes up at six, goes surfing, comes back, showers, and then is on her Zoom meetings. If it's a possibility, might I recommend? If it's not a possibility, can you just hold space of gratitude for me and be like, Lexi's doing what she wants? Which, that's another thing. If you had guessed, maybe I needed a mental health break and that's why I was gone for a month. I can tell you the last time I've been this mentally sound. I feel so sane. I feel so at ease. I mean, last year, this time last year, I was being put on anxiety medication because my hands were shaking, then losing feeling, and then I would lose my vision. So in just a year's time, I'm here sitting in front of this microphone telling you that I'm spending my days frolicking in the woods in a dress or going to the beach. Ha! That's a dream. I truly feel like I'm living a dream. This is one of the coolest times in my life where I'm actively present for it and can appreciate every single moment. That's, one, that's the one positive aspect of hitting lows is that when you hit a high or even a medium, <laughs> you feel so appreciative of it. Like even when I have a mildly okay day, I'm like, thank God, that was 
good enough for me. And then when I hit a high, thank my lucky stars. Next order of business, reading. For those of you that have listened for quite some time, I'm a reader, blah, blah, blah. Uh, then I moved out here and I couldn't figure out a time to read. It just felt like the LA lifestyle didn't lean space for reading. And I don't know if that's because I'm used to being in a city where it's go, 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 and I would associate getting on the subway with reading. So I would know as someone living in Brooklyn, like going to the Upper East Side to see my friends, that was 55 minutes of reading just one way. So I was reading anywhere from 30 minutes to two hours of reading every single day. And I powered through a lot of books. Now I come out here and I couldn't find a time to carve out space. I know a lot of people like to read before bed. That's never what I would recommend because if you're already sleepy, you're reading for the purpose of getting yourself relaxed enough to sleep, if I had to guess. So you're not gonna get very much reading done. You're gonna get maybe two to 10 pages, but you're not gonna be reading 50, 100 pages. No, 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 I would doubt that. So if that is your time of the day that you can read, I would recommend getting into bed earlier than you would and giving yourself time between you winding down and you actually going to sleep to give yourself that 30 minutes to an hour to actually read. However, something switched and now I take a break in the middle of the day to read for like 30 minutes. So kind of like a lunch break moment and I'm back, I'm back reading. I finished The Untethered Soul, which took me a while, I'll say, because there's so much good information in there, and it was something that I didn't want to rush. Every sentence had a piece of value, and I wanted to soak it in. Then I read, um, oh god, I'm so ashamed. I read a Colleen Hoover book. Uh, I was out, uh, I don't know, I think it was 4th of July, and I was at this house, and somehow reading came up like one of the guys there was like do you read or I don't even remember how the conversation came up and then someone asked me what I was reading and I had such a look of shame and I was like don't judge me but I'm reading a Colleen Hoover book and the guys like clearly didn't know who that was and they're like whoa not a Colleen Hoover book yeah uh but if you know you know and I don't know why my ego is too big to read this like mainstream reader it's not like I haven't read the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo I loved that book, but for some reason in my head, I'm like, no, bitch, you read Sylvia Plath, you read Eve Babbitt, you read Joan Didion, you read whatever, okay? We can go through this superiority complex I have over reading that I have to be reading better books. I don't, I don't know, whatever. I need to deal with that, but I read Verity, and it was juicy. And what I'll say is as someone who wasn't reading for a period of time, I probably took a month and a half off, reading a book that you can zoom through is so motivating because it gives you that dopamine rush of accomplishing something. And then I felt motivated to start another book. So I'm reading The Girls by, why can't I remember her name? But it's the one that takes place in Northern California in the late 60s and it's about a cult, and I'm vibing with it. Ew. I'm enjoying it. Next on the list, the YouTube rant. I've been posting on YouTube. For those of you that just listened to my podcast and you know me from here, I'm so glad you know me from here because I think this is such a great space, but I'm 
formally known for being on YouTube and I've posted for over a decade, anywhere between bi-weekly to two to three times a week on YouTube for over a decade. Like I've been on YouTube for 12 years. You can feel it dying, no one's watching it. No one's watching YouTube the way that we were watching YouTube. And as someone who's creating and sees platforms like TikTok come around where there's so much incentive to post, I gain followers every single time I post on TikTok. I lose followers every single time I post on YouTube. So where am I gonna post? Hello? Also, the lottery system that TikTok has in place in their algorithm where it doesn't matter how many followers you have, every single person has the potential of having a viral video. There's an, there's an incentive for people who are new to the platform to create on it. Whereas on YouTube, if you're coming from no previous platform, it is going to be so difficult to grow. YouTube does not make it easy. I don't even know if they want, oh, what, what do they want? What is the plan here? Because what's the incentive for me to post on YouTube? The only incentive these days for me to post on YouTube is because I have you guys, because there's a group of people that are there. But in terms of platforms, I would, I'm getting to the point where I would love to swap and be on another platform. It's happening on Instagram too. And so everyone's looking at TikTok like they're the big dog in the game for short form content. I mean, this is even an issue for other industries as well. Like any of my friends in the music industry are like, fuck, I have to like figure out how to make my song trend on TikTok. We understand what TikTok is. It's short form video content, anywhere from a few seconds to three minutes. That's TikTok. It's vertical video form. Let it be that. And yes, Instagram said, we're gonna do it too. We're gonna call them reels. But most everyone knows that Instagram reels are just shitty censored versions of TikTok because TikTok has so much more freedom on it. Uh, and there's also this element of Instagram that feels professional still, as if it's your business card, as if it's your LinkedIn profile, where the stupid stories that I feel comfortable sharing on TikTok, I don't feel comfortable sharing on Instagram because I know that a brand I don't know it's just not the nature it's not the nature uh I love an Instagram story and I love an Instagram photo but I'm not seeing photos I went through and did a major cleansing I'm doing this little weight loss diet where I am discarding items from my closet I'm down to six hoodies and five pairs of sweats I also unfollowed more than 400 accounts on Instagram which felt incredible I'm feeling lighter and lighter every day highly recommend uh, yeah, got rid of two-thirds of my sweatshirts. I'm gonna be doing a closet sale. Little digression, um, sidebar moment that yes, Tyra and I and a few of our other friends, if you're in the LA area, we want to get a space together and do a closet sale because I have way too many th things and maybe you guys would love them. So uh, keep an eye on Instagram for that. But I saw that when you go to who you're following on Instagram, you can see your most interacted and least interacted with accounts. When I selected the most interacted with accounts, I was under the impression that those were the accounts that I followed that were posting. And when I went to the least interacted with accounts, I realized that these people were also posting and I just wasn't seeing their content. And that's so annoying because ideally, 
I'd like to see everyone I follow's post. I'd like to see their stories and I would like to see their photos or their reels, whatever. I wanna see them. So that was annoying. And then in terms of YouTube, now they're creating shorts. And what the hell is that? I don't want that. I don't know what these people are thinking where the teams at YouTube and Instagram are like, what is it about TikTok that is doing so well? Oh, everyone wants short vertical videos. No, TikTok is working because it's supporting the growth of new people. It's giving voices to people that didn't have platforms before. There are so many new creators and we're getting so much fun content. It's not seeing people in vertical short form. That's not necessarily all we want. Of course, we have these short attention spans and mobile devices are where we're mostly watching content these days. Don't copy the shape of the content, copy the algorithm but I don't think it takes a genius to know this. So there must be something that I'm missing. And I'm over here, like this little dot sitting inside the world being like, hello, what's going on? So that's been a little rant that I have been having with myself, with my fellow creators, where it feels so stupid. I'm like, YouTube feels stupid right now. And it's not that my videos feel stupid, um, but the platform just feels like it's not serving me. So that's annoying. And then at that point, I wasn't able to post on the podcast. So YouTube was where I was at and Instagram. And it felt like I was screaming into a void. Anyway, I also have a Geneva, which has been really fun. Uh, it's a exclusive group or a member. What? How do I introduce this? Because you just have to download the app and it's it's a private group. That's what I'm thinking of. It's a private group that you download the Geneva app and the Atlexi podcast has a home and there's different chat rooms in it. So we have physical activity where we talk about running and hot yoga and whatever little workout you're doing. Also have a journaling page, also have a reading page where we share journal prompts in the journaling page and books we've been reading in the reading one. I think there's also a beauty one for any skincare, beauty advice, whatever. And then each episode of the podcast has its own chat room. So there will be one for this episode that when I'm discussing things, if you're on the other end, listening in your car, on your walk, whatever, and thinking, this is what I want to tell Lexi. This is a way that you can tell me. So I will leave that link in the show notes and you can download it if you're not a part of it already. Now let's see what's going on with you guys because that's a little update on me. I'm going to go to my Instagram, which is at Lexi, and go to the story frame that I posted looking for your questions and see what you guys asked. But first, actually, I don't think there's any sponsors yet because this is a new network. All right. Anyway, let's get into it. It was time for me to create a website. It was a long time coming. I have a ton of graphic design that I've made back in the day, thumbnails I've made for YouTube, YouTube videos, hosting gigs that I want to be able to show as a portfolio. So I made one on Squarespace and this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. It truly is 
such a user-friendly experience when it comes to making websites. If you have no idea where to start, they can make it look gorgeous for you. It's very user-friendly. But then if you also have a very specific vision, you're able to do that here as well. They also have email campaigns. You can easily collect all of your email subscribers on your site and then build connections and repeat business through regular email updates. You can introduce your brand to subscribers with welcome emails or announce an upcoming sale or send your top customers a discount code. There's built-in analytics that measure the impact of every send. Head to squarespace.com Lexi and save 10% off on your first purchase of a website or domain using code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E. This podcast is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. You can sell your products on an online store or create custom merch easily to create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. Design your products and production inventory and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. Use their analytical insights to grow your business. Learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com Lexi to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com L-E-X-I-E. Beginning in no particular order. This one is from Noelle Derelek. Should I move to LA for a month? You should absolutely move to LA for a month. And if I could expand on that, I would say move to the east side, move to Los Feliz, move to Silver Lake, move to Echo Park, dare I say, for a month? Why not? See if there's a sublet available? Absolutely. Michelle I hope that I didn't just add drugs to the end of your username if it's just D-R-G-Z-Z. Asked for the best self-help books written preferably by women. Okay, well the best self-help book I've ever read, because I don't like many of them, is by a man. It's by Michael Singer and it's The Untethered Soul. I brought it up earlier in this episode. I think it's amazing for someone who is already relatively, I don't know, open to living, for lack of a better term, an open life, like keeping yourself open to all that there is and not living in a state of fear, which I think is a constant reminder because we know that everything in life is a choice of love or fear. And reading that was such a healthy and helpful reminder. In addition, I would say it's really great for anyone that's on the more anxious side. I think that would be a really helpful book, but it's essentially a book on how to open yourself up to living life fully. Sorry, it's not by a woman. Noelle Derelick also asks, how do I focus on myself and not worry what others are doing? Great question. If you haven't learned it yet, I will tell you now, that is a waste of time. You are wasting your limited amount of energy that you get every day keeping your head on a swivel you are wasting time wasting space wasting energy looking around at what other people are doing this is your life 
Focus on what you want and spend your time doing that and moving yourself forward because if you're constantly looking side to side, you're not doing anything and you deserve better. Dap Dap asks, what makes me the happiest? Love you. Oh, what makes me the happiest? I'm looking around in my room right now and I have these goofy little Dr. Seuss looking flowers that I got at the farmer's market and those are really adorable. Uh, grander things. I love having love around me. I also love having my friends and family in arm's reach. I'm dying for my family to come visit. I'm like, guys, come to California because I could go visit them on the East Coast, but I want them to see what I've got going for me out here. And I want want my dad to move out here. High key, low key, whatever. I would love that for him. Um, But it makes me the happiest when I'm in a good space and those around me are also in a good space. I love when everyone is in a space of alignment, including myself, Uh, and there's moments of ease in life. When things, you just get a little bit of a break and there's just a moment of peace. Also, I love anything that gets me enthusiastic. Love a little excitement. Grace Gallic asks, what are my energy givers recently? I love driving. I love the drive to the beach. I love going through the canyon because that was something I had to learn. Technically, the shortest drive for me to get to the beach involves switching to three different highways, and it's a really stressful drive. Though it's less miles and technically shorter amount of time, you spend the drive in traffic, bumper to bumper, waiting. And it's scary because you get on one highway and you enter the highway and you're on the far right and you have to scoot yourself all the way to the left across, left, didn't even pronounce the T, across six to seven lanes of traffic and it's scary. Or I can add seven to ten minutes onto my drive and I'm actually driving because there's a difference between driving and sitting in traffic and I like to actually have movement happening. And then I get through the canyons I don't exactly know what canyon it is, but I drive through a canyon, pull up towards Pepperdine University, which is where um, Zoe 101 was filmed, and then I end up in Malibu. So not even just the beach, but the drive to the beach. Another thing is the amount of visitors that I have. Tyra, my roommate, and I being such social little girlies, we always have people visiting. There's always someone sitting on our deck with us or in our living room. I also just have one of my best friends, Emily, come and stay with me, which if you're looking for a vlog, Emily came and it was just supposed to be three, four days and she ended up staying over a week, I believe. And hopefully she's moving here. That's all I could ever dream of. Uh, And it was one of the funniest, silliest vlogs. And that should be going up on my YouTube channel tomorrow. So if you listen to this and you're looking for more, let me tell you, there's going to be something silly and happy going up on YouTube tomorrow. Uh, So having my loved ones nearby is an energy giver. Also, I told you my my little new diet of getting rid of stuff. Yeah. My closet, I got rid of half my closet I got rid of I can't even tell you the amount of shoes because if I say it out loud you're gonna think I'm disgusting but anyway the value in discarding items that you don't belong also not to get astrological for a second but if you have a Libra in your life someone who knows the superficial things in life and can tell you very quickly if it looks good on you or not have them sit in your room 
this might be a niche experience, but Tyra sat on my bed and I tried on every hoodie and she would say yes or no. And then unless it had some sort of sentimental value or something that I really disagreed on, I would veto it. But I would say nine times out of 10, if she said yes, I'd keep it. No, I would discard it because obviously I like my items, but there were some that I'd just been keeping for the sake of keeping them. And now when I walk into my closet, every item was carefully selected to stay and it means something. And there's something really special about having space between your items where you're looking in your closet and they're not all crammed together, but there's actually breathing room for each item and space between hangers where it gives the item more dignity. I, I know this sounds a little head-ass, but I'm being so serious right now. Because your items shouldn't all be packed in there because it makes them seem less valuable. And having the item actually be able to be fitted correctly to the hanger, like let's say it's a button-down, having the button-down sit on the hanger on the shoulders and having two buttons buttoned and have it hang there, it A, makes the shirt seem like it's worth more, and B, it's it's going to be a nicer experience to wear it, and you're going to have longevity of the shirt if it's staying how it's supposed to be sitting. Maybe got a little away from myself, uh, but I hope you stayed with me and understood what I was trying to say. Dap Dap also asked for my favorite food ever. <sighs> well, if anyone follows me on TikTok, it's going to be mildly controversial, but I would say ceviche is one of them. Peanut butter is another. Not together, that would be disgusting, but those are separately two of my favorite foods. One's a dish. One's an ingredient. Sylvia Gigi asked, tips on getting hit on, going up to guys in person. Tips on hitting on, got it. Going up to guys. Men deserve more compliments. If you notice something about a guy, tell him. I think that's always flattering. I also think a good move is to talk to a guy and then leave and then revisit it. For example, if you're at a bar, go up to a guy, say, I really love this top. And then go, like, let's say he's at a bar, like, go buy your drink, compliment him on his top and say, like, me and my friends are back there if you want to come hang. Like, kind of leave it open-ended. What else? A question is a good introduction. You want to know where his sunglasses are from. That's pretty harmless. Ask him that. Smiling. <laughs> little obtuse, maybe a little on the nose. Tips on... I don't know. I'm not very good at this, honestly. Maybe I'm lying. Maybe I am good at this. And it's so natural that I haven't consciously figured it out. I just don't have very many nerves surrounding socializing. That part at least comes pretty natural, but I'm with you. Like if I actually thought someone was incredibly attractive or I had a ma like a major crush on them, I'd probably become a shell of myself and quite quiet. Uh, having a crush is so dangerous. Can we talk about that for a second? How distracting it is. I love having a crush until I actually have one. I love the idea of having a crush and then it's ruining my life. It's all I think about. I realize that I'll be eating my meal and I'm like, fuck, I've thought about them four times. I'm driving around being like, whoa, what if I run into them? Or whatever, it's so distracting. Or I'll like even get to the point where I'm like listening to a song or like thinking like, what would it be like if they were in the car with me? Like, shut up, sorry. I'm so annoyed at any time that I have a crush. It is the most infuriating feeling, especially if it's not being pursued in any sort of active way. And you're just sort of sitting in the energy of, of being attracted to someone and there's no movement. Yeah, I think I needed to get that out. I 
think we have to move on because I am having nothing come to my head in terms of how to hit on someone besides what I've already told you. Manini Jane asked how to deal with burnout during the summer. I'm in college and doing research over break. Well, first of all, you should be proud of yourself for taking the initiative to do research while you could be on summer break, but give yourself a little grace because it is summer. I thought I was experiencing burnout as well, but I think as humans, when the weather gets warm and things get nice, we can't help it but want to have fun. The girlies want to frolic. We want to go to the beach. We want to be in the woods. We want to be laying. We want to be horizontal smiling. <laughs> We want to be in the sun, moving slowly. It's not a you problem. It's a societal issue that we are requiring work when it's a time of pleasure. And I understand that it's a hard dynamic to um, balance because you're like, okay, sure, I get it. It's summer, but I did sign up for this and I have a responsibility. So it just might be a tougher season, you know, because the the heart and soul is like but it's summer it's time to have fun and you're like i get it but like not this summer so if you can try to add in little moments of summer break whether that be on the days you don't have class on the weekends whatever uh but if any of you are dealing with burnout right now you're not alone it's because it's summer we have summer brain we don't want to work we want to play claire mahoney one asked for the song of the summer that's a great question. I think I'm still figuring it out, but at least the song of June for me was Wet Dream by Wet Leg. Isn't that such a bop? Listen to it when you're driving through, not in traffic, but like actually driving through like a back road. Ooh, so good. Claire Mahoney also asked for a perfect Saturday or a day off routine. I mean, I love to spend a portion of the day outside, whether that be on the deck, on a hike, on a walk, at the beach, wherever. I like to be outside, in the breeze, in the sun. Uh, also a day of favorites. I wanna go to my favorite spots, except for I would argue that maybe it's more exciting to add a favorite spot into not a day off. Okay, no, 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 no. What I'm trying to say is that I would argue that it's almost just as important to go to your favorite restaurant after a long work day as it is to go on your day off, which, Oh, I am someone who has my favorites and I like to visit them regularly. I was called out for being obsessive by a friend and I got so defensive about it. You always take your friends to the same restaurant and you always listen to the same songs and you always go to the same hike and I was so defensive. I was like, I'm not obsessive. I just know what I like. And it's not that I'm going to these restaurants every day. I'm going probably once a week. And I'm not going to this hike every single day. I'm going one to two times a week. I'm just visiting my preferences regularly. I'm a regular to my favorites. And though it might be something that could be seen as obsessive, I would say that it's simply habitual preferences. Yeah. <laughs> but I really, I reacted a little bit extremely when she said that. <laughs> Ooh, totally different topic. Jem Mac Terry asked how to help a friend who's suffering with an eating disorder or restriction. That's tough and it's way more common than we think. The sad part about eating disorders and restrictions is that it's a personal issue 
that you are just a witness to and oftentimes when someone is in the depths of an eating disorder or restriction they're not going to want to talk about it you know you could say that you think they have a problem and they're going to say no i don't they're going to say you haven't eaten in a day and you're, they're going to say yes i have sorry there's a lawnmower and a siren happening right now so if you hear some background noise that's what's going on uh so unfortunately it's sometimes something that you have to let them get through and being 26 now i've seen friends who have had eating disorders and come out of them or i've seen them dip in and out of them throughout the course of the last you know five ten years or so and it's an ongoing personal journey that you unfortunately can't it it's just like the more you say with something like that the more they close you off it's a I don't I'm definitely not a licensed professional um but if you happen to be in therapy great question to ask them say I think my friend has an eating disorder what do I do because unfortunately my thing would be to like I don't know I don't know maybe this is bad advice but I don't think you can do much Young Crumble asked for the best bagel in LA. This is a great question and I'm more than happy to answer it. A lot of bagel places in LA are trying to copy the New York bagel and say, no, 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 we can do the bagel just as good as New York. And there's this one special spot in LA that says, no, I don't think we can, but we can do our version of an LA bagel. We're not gonna give you the New York bagel. We're gonna give you LA's version of a bagel and they're called Courage and they really kill it. And they have this, I don't know, like, heirloom tomato salad-y bagel that's so fucking good and their lox one is so good but I've definitely been to some bagel spots here that I'm like this is not stop this is not your shtick this is not your niche you shouldn't be doing this but courage courage has it figured out die ha gimmick as for my favorite disney movie I loved tarzan as a little kid I also loved The Lion King, and I loved The Little Mermaid. And I loved Aladdin. Jasmine was my favorite princess. But I think I also loved Ariel. Oh my god, Carabas, which I've definitely answered questions from her before, said, have you been reading The Girls? I just finished it. Thoughts? Yeah, that is the book that I'm reading. I haven't finished it yet. I'm a little over halfway through. My thoughts so far... Uh, for any of those that have read it, it could have started 75 pages late. Like the first 75 pages felt so unnecessary. Granted, I haven't finished the book, so I don't know if it's about to come full circle. But there was a lot that could have been cut out. As a reader, I feel like I've been a bit of an editor thinking like, didn't need that paragraph, didn't need that. There felt like there's a lot of filler. But I should come back once I finish the book and give my full opinion because I might regret that or just not agree with that anymore. Jennifer, you asked for the last time I cried. Um, the week following my mom's birthday was pretty tough and there, the crying has randomly come up a few times in conversations with friends recently and a lot of my friends have come from parents who didn't really know how to deal with tears um, and so none of us were super emotive, negatively speaking. Um, 
we weren't super emotive of our negative emotions from at least my parents' generations. We're kind of taught, don't cry, don't cry, toughen up. Like if you got hurt or something, it's like, you're stronger than that. Pull it together, whatever. And now we're all getting older learning like, holy shit, I actually don't know how to express myself unless it's happiness, excitement, enthusiasm, or gratitude. Like when it comes to negative emotions, I feel like I just need to push it down. So crying is such a healthy release. <laughs> Guys, can you tell I missed you? Someone asked the last time I cried, now I'm talking about the balance of when we should cry. Anyway, <laughs> just, I got a lot to say and I missed you all so, 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 so much. And I have so much that I want to talk about and I can't wait to actually be back next week. Not that this is the end of the episode whatsoever, but I'm thinking ahead because I'm excited. The last time I cried was during the week of my mom's birthday. So probably like a month ago, three weeks ago, something along the lines of that. And as I've gotten older and become more comfortable with crying or letting my sadness become physical or have a physical release has been super healing. Okay, next question. Jennifer Yu asked for my Blue Bottle order. Funny you ask because Blue Bottle coffee is sitting right next to me. I just get the cold brew. Sometimes I'll get the New Orleans or they have this new NOLA drink, but I'll just get a black iced coffee. And I just think that they're, I think milk isn't required for, for Blue Bottle. I think it is so good. They have figured out how to make such a good brew and it needs nothing. Redefining Jess asked for three words to describe my last hookup experience. I would say silly, unexpected, slightly unsatisfying, <laughs> but only slightly. Like it was slightly satisfying. I left being, I want more, but I want different and maybe not from this person. So let me think of three words. Silly, unexpected, and new. Not Julia asked for the best album I've listened to recently. Recently, the album that I've had on constant repeat is When It's All Said and Done, Take Time by Giveon. That is what I play when I'm driving to the beach. That is, it started as that because I needed an album to listen to the whole way there. Is I don't like to just be messing around switching from song to song. When I'm going on a long drive, I like to put on a podcast or an album and let it play. And then I just loved it so much that I kept listening to it over and over and over and over again. Jennifer Yu asked for my favorite person I've met this year. That's such a good question. And I've actually met a lot of people this year that I really love. And it's hard to pick just one. But I think I'm gonna go with my friend Sophia. I met her this year and I've never met anyone like her and she is so special and I haven't known her for that long, but I just have such a love for her. Sylv Mo asked for advice for leaving friendships behind. Well, anytime you move locations, it puts into perspective who you want to keep in contact with, i.e. when I moved from the East Coast to the West Coast, I thought about who I was friends with simply because we were in the same city and we had similar activities that we like to do as opposed to them and I heart space connecting, them and I brain space connecting, them and I soul space connecting, whatever it is that you're connecting with someone on. And when I was going through my Instagram, 
there were so many people that at first, and I'm telling you, I've tried to do unfollowing sprees before, and I just get too sensitive, too emotional. I'm like, I'm going to hurt their feelings. What if they want to come into contact with me again? And then finally, I just had a switch flip in me. If I'm wanting to disconnect with them because I don't feel connected with them at this moment of time, but so many people that I was hanging on to relationships with for like, what if they, we reconnect? It's like, girl, it's been three years. If they wanted to text you, they would. If you wanted to text them, you would. Um, And then as for closer friendships, I don't know. I've just gotten better with it at, at time. Just coming to the conclusion that some relationships are for a season and sometimes the season ends and it's okay to close the door. It doesn't mean the door can never be opened again, but it's nice to have some doors closed. It's it's similar to these items in my closet, not that people are items, but holding on to tops because maybe just one day there's going to be that perfect outfit. It's like, it probably would have happened by now. And an- here's another analogy. I've been searching for the perfect leather blazer, okay? And at this point, or I guess like as of last week, I had three leather blazers And I had three because one was the right length, I kept one because it was the right quality, and I kept the third one because it was the right fit, like the right size. But in reality, none of the three were right. They were three almost. And so, ironically enough, or maybe it's not ironic, I got rid of them, and then I went to the flea on Sunday, the flea market, And I found the perfect leather blazer. And so instead of having three almost, now I just have the one that I want that is the right length, the right quality, and the right size. And if you're holding on to these friendships because like, oh, well, they, they, I had some like superficial ones where I was like, they work at this PR agency and like maybe they can bring me some deals that was a big one for me because I'm like I met them at school and even though we didn't really connect we had one class together and maybe it will turn into a job in the future it's like okay then they can find you if they really have a great job for you they will find you and reach out and so be it you know but let's not hold on to it because it's a maybe, it's a possibility. There are so many possibilities. And if you cut down on the ones that you don't even have a strong connection to, then it gives more dignity to the ones that you really care about. Jennifer you, all right, all right. She said, go to a healthy spot in LA aside from Erwan. Okay, calling me out of my bullshit, huh? Healthy spot? I don't know your house. <laughs> Okay, um, healthy spot, like a quick spot, because if you're looking for a bowl or a smoothie, backyard bowls. I think they make the best acai bowls in the whole wide world. The whole wide world. Another healthy spot. I don't know, I don't go out to breakfast too often if it's not air wine, to be honest. Then I just have it at home. Uh, or I'll like go out for matcha or coffee. If you want a dining experience, you could go to all time. But if you want to go like a quick in and out, backyard bowls. Then Silvmo asked for my go-to breakfast. I either have a smoothie or a smoothie bowl or I have eggs and bacon or eggs and sausage or eggs and bacon and potatoes or eggs and sausage and potatoes, some sort of variation of that. Peyton is in isolation, asked something about living in LA that surprised you. I love living 
on the east side. I love living in Silver Lake. I thought I would hate living farther from the beach and oddly enough, I end up going more. Is someone backing up into my... What is that beeping? If it doesn't bother you, it doesn't bother me. Let's keep moving. No, it's actually getting really close. We're gonna pause. Okay, I'm glad I paused because a truck continued backing up down the alleyway and that beep went on for at least five minutes. So good choice on my part. Then I ended up taking a little bathroom break. And when I was washing my hands, looking in the mirror, I had another example of what I was just talking about, how it's fine to get rid of the things that don't serve you. We don't need to hold on to things. So on my left ear, I had two lobe piercings and then I had a tiny, tiny piercing in between those two, a little baby star that was on the tippy top of my lobe. It, it doesn't really matter. The point is, is that it kept getting infected, but it was a really unique style of piercing. And towards, I don't know, the second year of me having it, third year, fourth year, actually, I think I had it quite a few years. So we'll say fourth year of me having it started to get infected a lot. But I didn't have the heart to take it out because I was like, it's so cute and it's so interesting and it's so unique. And, and I got it done at this special place and I don't know if I'll ever be able to go back there. What if I never meet someone who knows how to do that piercing again? Or what if I take it out and then it closes up and then I have scar tissue and then I still can't get it done because there's too much scar tissue to pierce through. And then eventually I decided to be like, take it out. It's disgusting because it keeps getting infected. You don't need it. It's literally not serving you right now. It's causing you more problems, but you can't take it out because it was cute. Great, so you had a cute piercing for four years, and then after four years, it was time to take it out. It's not like no one got to see it, or you didn't get to enjoy it. If you ever want to look back at it, I'm sure that little piercing made it into a feature in one of your photos. I'm sure you could go relish on the memory if you actually care. And you know what? I finally took it out, and I haven't thought twice about it. The second time I thought about it, actually, so I have thought twice about it, once when I decided to get it out, and then the second time when I was just washing my hands looking in the mirror right now, and it's such a good decision. I mean, even going through my closet, oh, this was a gift, you know, what if the person ever asked me, like, where's that sweatshirt I got you? Well, if they haven't yet, what's gonna make you think that they would, you know? Don't hold on to it just because you might have an awkward conversation in the future, potentially. You know, that's not a good enough reason to keep things. You want to keep things because you love them or you use them all the time. Marissa too asked, how's the LA love life? I actually really enjoy dating here far more than New York. Um, and I think it's kind of fun to go on dates here. I went out with a silver fox last week, two weeks ago, last week, two weeks ago. Yeah, it was before 4th of July. Um... And that was really fun. I'd never been out with like an older man. He had a full head of gray hair and was so handsome. I'm into this. I'm into this LA dating scene. I like it. Lucy Jotot asked what to do to stop feeling overwhelmed or feel less overwhelmed. I always say this, grab a piece of paper and a pen and write down every single thing that you have to do. Or go into the notes app on your phone and write down every single thing that you have to do. And a lot of times, the overwhelm comes from you thinking you have 50 things to do when in reality you have 12. And you're like, wait a second, I think I could actually do these 12 things over the course of a week. And if I spend the week doing this, I might be totally good to go, fresh and even keeled by next Monday. 
I hope you are all doing so well. I've been speaking for an hour, so I think it's time that I let you go and leave room for more. I will be back next week. If you want to chat about today's episode, I will leave a link for the Geneva group chat in the show notes. I'm also on Instagram and there will be a YouTube video going up on my channel, Lexi Lombard, tomorrow. If you enjoy the show, leave it five stars or a review on the podcast app. And thank you so, so, so much for listening. It's so good to be back. I miss this more than I, I knew I missed it, but it was all reaffirmed today. So thanks for listening. Take care and talk soon. XOXO, Lexi. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.